Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Making Ends Meet, the podcast where we have very real, honest conversations about all things parenting. I'm your host, Samantha, and today I am joined by Giselle Craven, the school social worker here at Alexandra Elementary School. Good morning, everybody. I'm so excited to be here and be a part of this first podcast. Before we jump into the topic, I did just want to give the disclaimer that this podcast is meant to give information and options to parents and families. It cannot possibly um, encompass all of the needs and the values and the differences in all of our families. So please, as we are giving information and suggestions, keep that in mind. Not everything is going to work the same for every family. So take what resonates with you. And it's absolutely okay if you let go of the rest. Our topic to start us off is attendance. Why should you care? So with that being said, let's get into it. about maybe just opening up the floor on what are some barriers that you're seeing of the kids in our school in getting to school on time regularly? So one of the biggest things that I have seen um, is transportation. I think it has been very difficult for our families who are within walking distance to make sure that their kids are here at school on time. Um, especially as the weather changes, it gets colder or families have younger siblings um, and the parents having to take them out of the home. That is one of the biggest barriers that I've heard from my parents when I do meet with them is that um, they wish they either had a bus available or that the families themselves had reliable transportation. Yeah. And I've seen that too, even with, with our friends who come in without winter coats or with inappropriate gear and I would imagine that it is so hard to like send your kid out like that it makes a lot of sense that families would then want to wait until it maybe warms up a little bit and it's dark too it's getting darker so when I drive by um get to school in the mornings it's super dark and I know it would be difficult to send my own kids walking I have a second grader and a fifth grader um they are car riders to their own school here in Greenville County and I know that as a parent, I can understand the concern. What about like mental, emotional, or social barriers? Um, that's a good question. I know for some of our parents, they're dealing with financial um, barriers. Some parents are dealing with just hectic home lives or past struggles. And at times, it might feel easier to just keep their child at home if they're struggling with something emotionally or um, not having to get up and deal with bringing them to school. Sometimes it's easier for some of our parents, I think, to just say it's okay to miss a day here or a, a day there. Um, but looking at research, we know that even just missing one or two days every few weeks in a school year, that's 10%, and it can make it harder for students to learn and keep up. Yeah. And just, like, as I was thinking about 
this topic and preparing for this podcast and everything, like, the thing that really sat with me is just, like, changing those generational patterns to where if education has not been an important part of your family's history, like, making that change. Like, I um, am one of the first in my family to graduate college, and, like, my grandparents did not have more than an elementary school education, and when my mom decided that she kind of wanted to change that pattern and start going to school, she got a lot of backlash from, like, all sorts of family members who were saying that she was trying to be better than them, and she had nobody to support her in figuring out what to do and where to go and like how to learn all of these things and then like as a parent then sending me to school and trying to to break that generational curse for me as well like there were struggles within that and I I didn't even see the mental and emotional struggles that must have come along with that too and that must have been hard for your mom when she's trying to do something better for herself, but yet she's not having the support that you would think a, a, a child should have, saying, hey, I do want to go to school. I do want to be better, have better. Um, but that's something that we're definitely trying to instill in our children, that the ticket out of poverty is education, is having that high school diploma or that college degree is going to open the door for so many kiddos. Um and just helping families really value school so that their child can have better and that it's okay. We want better for our kids. We want them to achieve more, um, have more opportunities than we did. And that that's not always easy to accept or um, to wrap our minds about if we've had many generations, um, the same pattern for so long. Yeah. No, and you made a, a cool point about like, well, she didn't have the support that a child should have, but that went into her adulthood too. So even think about like that our parents don't have the support that they should in navigating the school system, which can be really complicated and overwhelming. Absolutely. And that is another barrier that I hear a lot from my parents. We do have a lot of single parents. We do have a lot of parents coming from various parts of the country, from Florida or from up north, New Jersey, and one of the things I hear the most is I don't have any family here. I don't have anyone that I can rely on to help me make sure that my kid is in school or to pick them up if I send them to school and they're sick. Um, so I, I can absolutely relate with that. Um, I'm from Texas. I grew up there and I'm here and we don't have family. So it is very difficult not having someone else to step up beside you, but I think that's what we're trying to say here is that we are here um, and we want to help and we want to come alongside you and we want to say, hey, um, how can we help? What can we do to mitigate those barriers? I think first and foremost, it has to start with a mind shift, um, a decision of, yes, school does matter. I know during COVID and we will probably won't have enough time to get into that whole thing. Um, it made it feel like school wasn't important because kids stayed home for a whole year and we were trying to navigate how kids were going to learn. Um, and so that's where we've seen the most struggle is since COVID, attendance rates have really gone down. So it has to start with the mindset of school does matter. Um, what our kids are learning does matter. And even one day that is missed puts our kids 
behind so much. So wanting our child to get as much knowledge and information and learning as possible, I think it has to start with the mind shift. And then two, um, connecting with other parents. That, that I think is huge to know that you're not alone in your struggles. So many of our parents face very similar barriers. And if we start communicating and forming that village that we need, it takes a village to raise a kid figuring out ways to support and help one another. Um, I always tell my parents, hey, is there a neighbor or do you know any of the parents that live in your community that you can carpool or that you guys can tag team or can the kids all walk together? Um, so I think that's something simple that can maybe um, help some families make sure that their kids get to school. Yeah, and I liked what you said about the mind shift, too, of, like, it it does take some really intentional prioritization. And just to add to that, like, it is okay to come to the school and ask for help. I think a lot of parents think that if they walk in and they say, like, hey, I'm struggling, that our response is going to be, like, oh, it's because you're a bad parent, you know? And I, I think everybody here is aware that, for lack of a better term, that the struggle is real, you know? And, and we, we have empathy for that, and we have systems set up to help, too. I would love to hear more from our parents about that, because we can't fix things until we talk about them. That's what I, that's what I tell the kids all the time. Another barrier that I hear a lot is, like, actually physically getting the kids to cooperate in the getting to school. Yes, that that is a huge one, especially our older kiddos. So um, what I want to emphasize on that point is it starts young. Um, so setting up those good habits as early as preschool, kindergarten. Kindergarten matters so much. It's such it's the foundation to all the learning. It's where they learn they, their letters, their letter sounds, their numbers. And so um, having the mentality of, oh, they're just in preschool, they're in kindergarten, it's okay if they miss some days, we have to change that because we want to set those habits. Attending school regularly helps children feel better about school. It helps them feel better about themselves. Building those early habits in preschool, they learn right away that going to school on time every day is important. And eventually, good attendance will be a skill that will help them succeed in high school and college. Um, if you set up that routine that they're not missing school, they have to get up on time, that is the expectation you set really early on. And so when they get to fourth, fifth, middle school, high school, you're not having that fight. It's better to stick it out and, and be tough and set your foot down early. So when they're taller than you, bigger than you, <laughs> Um, they're not thinking that they can do what they want. Um, so then for our families who have maybe missed that window and already have an older child who is struggling with being here, what are the options then? Oh my goodness. Um, and we do see that, unfortunately, and it, it does get harder. But again, um, you are the parent. You are the authority in the home, which means you get to decide whether or not they have access to a cell phone, whether they get a cell phone, whether they have access to screen times. They have to know that you're serious and that the consequences are going to stick for their behavior. Um, and so 
if they're not wanting to go to school and you physically can't make them that day at home, make it miserable. Let them clean. It's okay to put a kid to clean, to do chores, make them do work at home. Um, turn off Wi-Fi. They don't need cell phones. Um, there's a and I can go on a tangent on this, but there's a big push to wait to give children cell phones. They don't need that access. So it's okay to take their cell phones away. Go as far as getting a landline if you needed, just so that the child knows staying at home is not fun. That is better to learn. And then connect with the school too. Connect with the resources. Um, here at Alexander, uh, you have a social worker, you have a behavior interventionist, you have a school counselor, you have... Um, communities and schools so there is a lot of support available and when a child has a reason to come to school um, whether it's an adult that they trust or socially to see their friends they're more likely to come to school yeah also just a little plug that we also have mental health services here that we can put a referral in to talk to a licensed therapist which is so powerful for so many of our kids so if that's something that you feel like your child could benefit from please reach out to the school and we can put that referral in for you. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about while you were talking is even outside of the struggle to get them to school in the morning, like kids need structure and consistency all the time. So like kids will on the weekends, like stay up super late and like play on their computers or their phones before bed or whatever it is. And, and on the weekend, it doesn't really matter because you can sleep in, but then having to struggle to make that transition every Monday morning, it, it can really set a kid back, especially a kid who is already struggling with routines. One of the biggest things that I um, encourage parents to do with older kids who are struggling with routine is, okay. Until you can figure it out, then I guess we're getting up at 6 a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays, too. And I know that's no fun for the parents, either. But it it helps kids, for one, to know that you're serious, right? Those consequences of not going, outweighing the consequences of going. Um, and for two, to just help them physically regulate. Our bodies tend to be on a clock, so if we get into that pattern, it can be really hard to get out. And that can be a good thing if we're in the pattern we're supposed to be and it can be a pretty detrimental thing if we're not and I love that you mentioned that um, that is one conversation I have often with parents I always say the problem is not the morning time because parents will say well my kid doesn't want to get up and we're running late and I just I can't get them to school the the problem or the focus I should say the solution I should say is your bedtime routine that is huge so some really basic things that you can do is set a regular bedtime and morning routine um, and one huge thing that is going to help your child fall asleep is that it is recommended that one hour before bedtime electronics shut off so cell phones tablets TV anything that is gonna keep them awake and their mind alerted so if your child goes to bed at nine o'clock it's okay to shut off the tv at eight i know sometimes we struggle with that at our home because we just want that downtime we want to watch a little bit of tv before going to bed um but that causes your child not to be able to fall asleep and have good sleep so one hour before bed um read a book together snuggle maybe send them to the room to have quiet play time um so 
regular bedtime is going to help you parents so much and if you send them to bed early that means downtime for you quiet time for you relax time that you need so it will be a fight at first to set those regular bedtimes but it's a fight worth fighting um, another thing you can do is lay out the kids clothes um, the night before have backpacks already ready also making sure that your kid um, is up to date on their immunizations that they're taking vitamins to prevent them from being sick all the time little things that we can do at home to make sure that they're healthy that they're not missing school um, can make a big difference meeting those physical needs i feel is so 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 important the the vitamins the sleep the immunizations all those sorts of things i want to do an entire podcast episode just on the effects of sleep on a kid's brain like yes. it is such a big deal but i like i like what you said about it starts at night because it, it very much does and if your kid is consistently really really struggling to go to school oftentimes that is indicative 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 I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, of a bigger issue. There's something at school that is making it difficult. There's something with mental health that is making it difficult. So being able to have those really honest conversations with your kid if they're old enough or be a little investigative with our, with our younger friends to see, like, what are the mental barriers for this child in getting to school and how can we make those better? Um, and one thing is, if your child seems anxious about coming to school, talk to the teacher. Get to know the teacher. Um, text them, email them. They love communication from parents. Find out what's going on. Talk to the school counselor. Our school counselor, her name is Miss um, Izzy Snyder, and she's wonderful. The kids love her. Um, please reach out to her, myself, Miss um, Sam. And ask other parents for advice, too. Um, one thing that I saw a lot in middle school when I worked in middle school was there was a lot of anxiety about that transition. And I noticed a lot um, that many kids with anxiety reflected maybe some of the feelings that parents had. So just even being careful about what you're talking about in front of the kids. Are you showing a lot of anxiety? Are you talking about what you're really worried about? Um, maybe trying to have those conversations when they're not around or reaching out to other adults for help or reaching out to the school and say, hey, you know, I really need, I could use some coping skills or I could use someone to talk to. I know there's still a stigma around mental health, but mental health is huge. And we all, we all need someone that we can say, hey, I'm really struggling. I'm having a rough day. I'm having a rough season. I've had a rough life. Because um, once you're healthy, um, your child will reflect that. And like Ms. Sam said, there is no shame in coming to school and saying I need help. I've had several parents come up and share their story with me and what they share with me is confidential. It, you know, it's not shared with others and I work really hard to connect you with resources in the community that can help. Um, so please feel free to reach out to us, talk to us, we're here for you. So the last kind of piece I want to touch on, and I know we've kind of interwoven this throughout um, this episode, but the whole title of our episode is, Why Should I Care? So 
what um, is there anything that you haven't touched on so far on the negatives of not engaging in education, either for children or families or communities, and then also the positives of being in the school system regularly? Absolutely. So, um, like I said, a huge part of my job is dealing with attendance and reaching out to families who are struggling with attendance. So re research shows that missing 10% or about two days a month over the course of the school year can make it harder to learn to read. Um, some families might know or might not, but third grade is a huge year uh, for South Carolina. South Carolina has a law that states that you uh, read to succeed, that your child has to demonstrate um, proficiency in reading. And that starts in kindergarten, right? So if our kids are learning their letters, their letter sounds, um, being able to blend those sounds, it all builds up to read. And research shows that about third grade is, is when you want to make sure that your kids can read because after third grade, it makes it harder. So if your kids are in school every day and they're getting that constant learning, those constant sounds, like I said, they're going to feel so much better about themselves. They're going to have confidence um, in their ability. And also, our school offers a lot of intervention. Um, some of your kids, you, you might know that they're getting reading intervention or math intervention. And when they're missing school, they're missing out on that additional help. They're missing out on the small group um, focus. They're missing out on resources that we pour into our kids. So really, when they are here, they're getting the help that they need so they can be successful, so they can feel confident. And again, I have to pull in my experience from middle school is the kids who didn't want to come to school is because they were so far behind that doing they, their work, they felt they couldn't do it and what a horrible feeling for our kids to have to go through so really it starts in elementary um, building up their confidence building up their ability um, but they need your help and their support to do that and i think also being consistently late like you are missing out on the same section mm -hmm. of education and every day that can that can really set you back and then you're setting up a a bad habit, to be honest, if we can be honest today, um, you're teaching your kiddos that it's okay to be late. And that's going to transfer over to work. That's going to transfer over until their adulthood. And I, that's hard because in order to keep a job, you have to be there on time. You have to show up every day. Otherwise, you're not going to be an employee very long. Um, and that sounds a little harsh, but I say that with love. We want to equip our kids to be successful, to be responsible, and to be able to give back to their community as adults. And just to add on for our grown-ups who are listening, who maybe did not have that support in their own childhoods, I have met so many adults who have been through such hard things and when they get intentional about investing in the things that are good for them, like that hope is never lost. Like you can learn those skills and you can teach those skills to your child, but it's that same mentality of investing in the things that you know are going to be good for you, expecting your child to invest in the things that they know are going to be good for them even when it's hard and, and not fun and overwhelming and scary. 
And I love the word that you used, intentional. I love that word because we do. We have to be intentional about the things that we pursue and the things we put effort in. Um, and I want to give you hope. It doesn't have to be that starting tomorrow you're on time every day, you're here every day. We don't expect perfection. I always tell parents, what is one thing, just one thing that helps you get to school on time? And a lot of times you're already doing it. You're already doing the thing that helps. And some parents might say, you know, it helps when I wake up one kid first and get them ready and then wake up the other. It helps when um, I have this ready. And so just find that one thing today that you can do to be successful tomorrow. It doesn't have to be a huge change. It doesn't have to be a sh huge shift. It can just be one thing that helps today to make a difference tomorrow. I think that is a beautiful wrap-up to, to this whole episode. So just to give us a couple little concluding notes here, um, this podcast will be out once a week. So please, please, please tune in every week for more information. Also, linked below, there is going to be an anonymous Google form where you can ask any questions that you want to be covered on the podcast. It could be specific topics that you want to know about, specific struggles that you have, um, your story and some, some advice and perspective on it. I would really, really love to have this be a very engaging podcast and, and give the information that you are looking for. So please, please, please take a look at that Google form and fill out anything that comes to mind. And if you enjoyed this, please like and subscribe so you don't miss another one. Well, with that, we'll catch you next time on Making Ends Meet.